You're listening to the Make Life Epic Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Thanks for being here today. Let's get rolling with the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Make Life Epic Podcast with Jim Simcoe. Great to have you here today. I'm really excited about our guest, Jennifer Noel Taylor, who wrote a book, a really cool book called Love Incorporated, The Business of Doing What You Love. So welcome to the show, Jennifer. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And you are talking to us from Maui, correct? North Shore Maui, which is awesome today. Beautiful day. Yeah. I'm so jealous of you because that's my favorite, my favorite place. One of my favorite places in the world. I just love Maui. Maui is awesome. So anyway, so Jennifer's got a really cool story. And so I want to get right into it um, because this book is just fantastic. Can you tell us a little bit about the book itself? Uh, sure. Yeah. I wrote a book called Love Incorporated, The Business of Doing What You Love. And I wrote it because my heart really goes out to people who are what I call making a dying. They're not really making a living. They're making a dying. That's awesome. They're, yeah. They're in, a, they're in a job that just maybe barely pays the bills and just doesn't speak to their true passion. I feel like we all have a life purpose and many people feel like perhaps they're not really fulfilling their purpose. They've put their dreams in the closet and I wrote this book to hopefully inspire people that there's a way out of this, that you can actually make a living, enjoy what you're doing and live your purpose and actually serve others. So that's the point of my whole book. That's awesome. That's so cool. And then so tell, and I know we talked about this a little bit before, but because we weren't recording, can you tell everybody what your background is, where you grew up and I grew up in Los Angeles, California, in Pasadena area, and then we eventually moved to a suburb of Los Angeles, Newbury Park, and went to school. I noticed I did really good at school. I was really good with math and science, and I went into uh, computer science just because it was easy. Because it was easy for you? It was super easy for me. That's crazy, because I remember being in college... And my minor was philosophy and my major was management. And I had to take a computer science class and I was getting like a, basically a D minor, like a D I was basically <laughs> failing the class. And I remember going to the, to the teacher after studying it for, you know, studying for the final, my friend, uh, Victor Scipioni, big, tall basketball Italian uh, guy. And we went up to the teacher afterwards and we were both like, look, we need this class to pass to graduate and neither one of us is going to get any smarter. So even though we both failed this exam, we really need you just to pass us. And I'm pretty sure this guy just passed us because my friend Vic was like six, five and kind of like intimidating looking and, you know, kind of like look like Italian mafioso. And, and so I'm always amazed when someone else has taken computer science and actually has thrived, uh, thrived in it because it's just, it's like such another language to me. I can't even understand it. <laughs> I, I have to admit that it was so easy. I was bored. Oh my God. Honest, was ridiculous. Good for you. That's awesome. <laughs> Good for you. All right. So anyway, so then you went to Cal Poly and you got a degree, you got a degree in computer science, right? Got a degree in computer science. I got a geek degree. <laughs> geek degree. Had the, uh, oh, so great. And then, the bottle glasses to, to show for it. Which is really funny because like, I'm going to post a picture of, of you on our site and you do not look like a not that there's any specific look of a geek, but you're the last person I would guess would look geeky at all. So that's awesome. That's cool. So then, all right. So what happened? So you graduated and, you know, tell us from there, what happened at that point? So I started my first job and I realized I had made a colossal mistake because 
I just was completely bored at my job. I was feeling unfulfilled. I was depressed. I felt trapped. And interesting enough, I had good jobs. I had really good bosses. I had a pretty decent work environment, although I I do poke fun at cubicles a lot in my book. Right. uh, As you should. As I should. And uh, my work environment was great as far as computer science goes. I was just completely bored. And my heart was telling me, this isn't your path. You're not on your path. You got to be doing something else. And I just didn't really know what I, what I was here to do. I mean, I feel like we all come in with a purpose, but I just couldn't find mine. And I, it just got worse and worse. I got more and more depressed and was hitting a wall with my life. And at the same time, I was starting to discover some of the things I liked outside of work. I was, uh, went to massage school found that I really loved body work of all things, working on people, doing massage. And I realized into while I was studying massage that what I really loved about it was the energy exchange between people. I started being able to feel people's auras and energy fields and seeing lights off of people and just really feeling that energy work was my life purpose which was hard for a computer science logical person right. to accept the reality that there's something else out there other than logic. Right. Because right now, like anyone who's listening to this show who is more on the logic side, you're like completely blowing your mind by saying that there's ours that come off of people and you can feel the energy and you can see the light. I mean, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's, um, yeah, that's interesting. That's to me, that's so interesting because for someone who is, who started in the computer science world and really started in that world to just make such a huge transition and going in the other, in the other world. That's just crazy. That's cool. That's super cool. Anyway, go ahead. I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but go ahead. Yeah, it was weird. It was totally weird because I didn't really believe it. I mean, my heart was saying, yeah, with energy work, all healing is possible. But my logical mind was saying, you're absolutely nuts. And a lot of people who didn't believe in energy work, So I started to get into it more and more and more while I was also still working as a computer science in computer science and every work started to think I was weird. I started to do that all the time. Doesn't bother me. Don't want to bother you. (laughs) I know it was, this is bizarre. I I was the vegetarian in this, uh, and talked about energy work and really started to feel that was my life purpose and, I struggled with the logic of it. It didn't make sense. Really, it really made no sense to me. But I was compelled on a deeper level to follow it. And one day I met my business partner at a lecture. He was giving a lecture on Maui talking about energy work. And I met him. Right. And the universe just said, this is your path. This is your this is your thing, right? This is your thing. And I'm like, wow, this is crazy. But I'm compelled. And at that point, I felt like my business partner and I had a connection and that I was supposed to leave. I was working on Maui at the time. I was supposed to leave Maui and move in with him. I didn't even know him. And yet that was what the universe was telling me. And I'm like, that's also crazy. So did you you do it? I did it. Wow. I quit my job and I got a one-way ticket to Santa Cruz, California crazy i knew him for two days we had hung out for two days and 
I remember one time I was on the phone with him and I said, Hey, you mind if I move in with you? And he's like, sure. Why not? It's better than I'm <laughs> That's so great. Uh, that's funny because I, I think that, um, <clears throat> very often in our lives, huge, huge change and just huge opportunities come at a, just in, in one fleeting moment. And I remember like, you know, when I met the very first time I met my wife, I felt the same way. And after like our first, after our first date, probably five minutes or our first date, I was like, I'm marrying this girl. Like, there's just no way that that's not going to happen. And that's like, ended up what being what happened. And, ended, and that stuff just always usually sounds super crazy when you tell other people, but just sometimes you just know, you just know like, Hey, this is the right business partner. This is the right person or the right deal or, or, you know, what have you. So that's cool. That's super cool. Um, so can you tell us a little bit more about your business and what do you actually do and what's, what are you hoping to achieve with the book or how do you, you know, wh- where do you take it from here? <clears throat> good question. So I energy healing, uh, I, I run this business called quantum touch. Uh, when I moved in with my business partner, that was the business, the uh, quantum touch quantum touch is about energy healing. We teach people how to work with energy to facilitate healing. Okay. And, Again, it's a, it's a bizarre premise. I think a lot of people may have trouble accepting this. The fundamental belief system is that we are spiritual beings in a human body. So we're really spiritual. Right. And I think that's, again, that seems to contradict our, our logic. There's a lot of logic in our society that things need to be logical and scientific. Right. And it, it goes against pretty much all of, science and logic to say that we're spiritual beings and because there's really no proof that we're eternal really for people and we use energy to facilitate healing we've seen really amazing things we've seen cancer resolve we've seen scoliosis straighten out we've seen what many people would call miracles although we've gotten so used to them we start to call them normicals that they're normal occurrences. Uh, that's great. That's so funny. Okay, so that's cool. So I mean, so yeah. so do you treat people on a one to one basis? Do you do groups? Do you do events? Like what do you do people have to come to Hawaii to see you? My role actually is mostly the business side. So oh. I have about three hundred and fifty instructors around the world who teach energy healing to people. And then we have practitioners. And my role has been is how do we take something like this energy healing and integrate it into the business world? That's what I've been doing the last 13 years. And it's definitely been a really interesting journey because it's like, how do you ground spirituality into our world? Right. And I've been working with that over the last 13 years. And that's also another reason I wrote the book is because to really follow your passion, I feel like it's about learning how to ground your love into right. this world. Yeah, I think that that's a key key part. I think that there's a um, there's an interesting connection between the business world and people in the business world and how they behave and how they and, and many times how they misbehave. And it, and it comes a lot down to the lack of connection to what their true soul is and really what they want to be doing. And I see that, I see that in my life a lot. I deal with a lot of people, um, in our development business where they're just, you know, super disconnected and just kind of, 
do some shady stuff. And I don't think it's necessarily that they're bad people. It's just that they're, they're just not connected to who they are. And so I know that when some people will hear, you know, the term energy healer, energy work that immediately makes a lot of people think of really sort of, you know, cloud woo woo type stuff, which, which, you know, but, but, but also that, that has a huge application in the business world. Cause, cause I mean, anybody who's in the business world knows that most people in the business world are pretty screwed up um, in a lot of ways. I mean, you can look at the, you know, what's happening in our, um, in our, in our politics right now, just to see that alone and you just see like, you can just tell and, and like, you can walk into a room, you know, I can walk into a room with a meeting with 10 people and I can, you know, you can, you really can feel the vibe. You can feel the energy. Um, I don't call personally, I don't call it energy that often I just call it vibe and I, I can feel the vibe coming off of people and I can tell like who the person who's, who's going to be supportive. And I know who the person who's, you know, not going to be supportive and, and is just not connected in at all. So it's interesting that you use that in a sense of the business world. Do you find in going to business people that you get a lot of pushback because either they don't believe you or, you know, they think it's crazy or what's your experience been in the business world? Actually, interesting enough, the people that work for me, I've attracted people who believe in what we do. And that's awesome. And yeah, which is which is so awesome. I mean, right down from my website developer to people who do our taxes, I've just found nothing but support in the business world for people that I've hired, which has been amazing. I've also noticed that you know, at the beginning, I had more people, more naysayers or people calling me like you're a sham and, and calling me names and stuff like that. Really? Yeah. Calling you, call you names? Oh, yeah. I've been called a sham and all kinds of stuff. That's so crazy. It's people crazy. are so lame sometimes. Some people are just so lame. That's so crazy. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. That, like, well, who does that? Like, why? What, what is this? Third grade? <laughs> they don't even do it in third grade. I have a daughter in fifth grade. They don't even do it in fifth grade. Oh, and odd. I, and I had to learn from that because I realized what I used to do in the past is I get really defensive and I come back with my own comments right. and get try to try to convince people, and it, it I wasted a lot of time doing that. And yeah, because it doesn't find- really work. I do that too. Like I, <laughs> I tend to swear at people a lot more if they start going off just because <laughs> you just sound like you're a nicer person than I am. <laughs> but that's okay. <weird. laughs> uh, cool. All right. So tell me. All right. So. What inspi- what actually inspires you? Why do you why do you do this work? What is it about this work? Like what's your why? What why do you do this? I ultimately believe in love. I believe that love is the most important thing that we have and I really feel it and I love love and love actually is the most powerful healer for people and I feel like when people really connect with their love, that's when true healing happens. And that's when true abundance happens. Yeah. And I totally agree with you. And I have a lot of compassion for people who are in misery, either they feel that they are sick. I used to be sick. I used to have a lot of health problems and I've overcome it. And so I have a lot of compassion for people who feel unhealthy <clears throat> every day and feel trapped by that. And I believe love is the answer. I know it even sounds naive to people, but love is really the way out of all of this. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree. I think it totally is. I know that any big problem I've ever, I've ever had, that's usually been the answer. 
is to is to go you know if you go towards if you go towards fear you're screwed if you go towards jealousy you're screwed if you go towards love it usually works out one way or another it usually works out it usually works out and it usually works out yeah. And uh, that's what I want to share with people is helping people open their heart. And I feel like a lot of our political issues right now and all that craziness. Is, Dude, how crazy is that right now? It's really nuts. I mean, they're like, it's like full on crazy. And I, I feel like a lot of the strife, a lot of the struggle is financial, actually. Mm-hmm. It's not even idealistic. It's people are out there trying to make a living, hardworking people, and they're still not making ends meet. And I feel like that's where the love comes in is when you really that's your power center actually is your heart and when you really tap into that you can start making ends meet you can start attracting abundance right right, right, right. struggle so let me ask this question so um i like to ask all the people who come on the podcast some other just kind of um, standard questions that i wanted to ask you who are your heroes who are who are there two or three people in your life or in your realm who you consider to be heroes and why? That's a great question. I consider, um, I have an author that I love. His name is Marcus Rothkrantz and he had to overcome some amazing health issues and he did it by really tapping into his authentic self, which is one of the, biggest things I applaud is people who have the guts to tap into their authentic self. He overcame all his health issues and he wrote some books on Heal Yourself 101 and the Prosperity Secret. And he is so inspirational to me. He's with an an amazing partner and he loves his life and he started out really not in a great place. That's that's one of my heroes. Who else? I, I love people like Oprah Winfrey who has again overcome a lot of challenges to be where she's at. So she's taken difficult situations and turned them around to create a wonderful life. So I watched that a lot. I just, I love people who overcome the impossible. You have any, um, you have any, what's the nice way to say this? Any other heroes that wouldn't, that wouldn't be necessarily, so uh now inspiring is the wrong word but is there anyone else you look at that like you would have like a guilty pleasure hero where you're like wow i really love kim kardashian because i like what she wears or you know like you know you like earth wind and fire because you like their music or i have a guilty pleasure hero not let us let us know open up <laughs> open up your heart and just let it all fall out howard stern <laughs> really yeah i would have never picked that that's awesome that's so cool See Howard Stern. The reason, and the reason I ask these kind of questions is because you know, like anyone, and, and I'm going to put a link to, I'm going to put a link to your site, I'm going to put a link to your book, and if you send me a picture, I'll put uh, your picture on your too. But anybody who looks at any of your stuff knows that Jennifer is not joking. Jennifer is serious, serious business, and that takes this incredibly seriously, and is very, is very locked in. You're very locked into your mission, which is fantastic because most people aren't. So when I, you know, when I interview people like this, I'm always curious to know, like, are they a hundred percent so locked into their mission that they, you know, have no other like little guilty pleasures outside of this? And are they just serious all the time? Or are they, you know, do they have other elements of their, of their being? That's pretty interesting. So Howard Stern, huh? Howard Stern. I admire him for, he, he puts it out there. He, sure he does. He says, he says crazy 
sometimes offensive things for people, but I just eat it up. Yeah. I just put the truth out there. I just, I admire that. He, I uh, really. <laughs> my very, my very first job out of college was out when I was in New York and I was, um, one of the worst jobs in the world, but it was, I had to do, I was cold calling and selling long distance. So this is like 10,000 years ago when that's how you actually sold long distance. You had a cold call door to door and I was driving in my car one day and I found him on the radio and I remember listening to him. I actually pulled over on the side of the road and I'd listened to him for like two hours on the side of the freeway in upstate New York, just cause I was laughing my ass off. And I was like, who is this guy? Like, what is this guy saying? Because he basically was saying everything I was thinking, but was afraid to say, and he just was sort of saying it matter of fact. And I was like, man, this guy's fantastic. He's like no filter. I'm all, I'm always appreciative of people who have no filter, whether they're right, you know, totally right or totally wrong. I just dig that. I think that that's so cool. Cause so many of us put such filters on before we say anything or, you know, post anything on Facebook, you know, it, it's, you know, everyone's got their filters on. So I like that. So that's cool. Howard Star is cool. Right on. Um, what would you think? What uh, another top question for you is, you know, so our podcast and all my writing, everything is all about creating an epic life, like really a life of happiness and love and great sex and, and health and meaning and purpose. So what do you think the three keys to an epic life are? I think the three keys is first of all, opening your heart. Okay. To me, that's the most important part, following your heart always. Not just part of the time, but always. The uh, second key, I feel like, is service. Oh, cool. It's, yeah, is, is really, because when you open your heart, you actually are providing your greatest service to the world. And. Yeah. and yeah, not only are you having, not only are you living your joy, your joy is usually your, your greatest service. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's cool. That's super cool. Yeah. You automatically serve. The third key, I feel like, is understanding ourselves as spiritual beings. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I think that's cool. Yeah. Like, like really getting to know yourself and knowing kind of like what you're all about. Yeah, and, and also cultivating that ability to feel the part of yourself that's eternal. Yeah. Huh. That's, that's awesome. I like that. All right. So next question I have for you is what, and I have no idea how old you are, so I'm going to dial this question backwards. Um, what would you tell the 20-year-old version of yourself? Oh, that's a wonderful question. Because I, well, I, I can't tell from your picture. Yeah, from your picture... You could be 25. So if <laughs> I'm, you could be going back I'm, 40, I'm 45. Oh, you're 45. Okay. 45. Okay, yeah. great. So you're you're younger than me. <laughs> I just turned 46 last week. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Hey, why is it when we're this age, when people find out it was your birthday recently, they say congratulations? <laughs> Are they like, wow, hey, congratulations, you made it another year. We weren't thinking you were going to make it look kind of, you know, nip and tuck there for a little while. Nice work. <laughs> Like when you're 20, nobody says, congratulations, you're 20. <laughs> I just think it's 20. It's That's funny. funny. Yeah. That just came out. I, I feel like it's congratulations because you're living such a great life at yes. 45 Thank or 6. Yeah. But like I was in my CrossFit class the other day and, and everyone was like, hey, happy birthday. Congratulations. It was like, congratulations. Like I, like I, you know, got elected mayor or something. I'm like, all I did was turn 46. 
pretty funny. Anyway, anyway, so what would you tell the 25 year old version of yourself? I would say that to the 25 year old me, have faith in your heart, have faith in your love, have faith in what you believe in. Because I think that's about the time where I was still struggling, trying to find my truth and really opening the heart was my, my life lesson. That's awesome. That's so pretty cool. Right on. All right. I have three more questions for you. So looking through your stuff and although we've never met in person, but reading about you and just talking to you, it's, it's really clear. You are, you're an incredibly strong, very powerful woman. What life advice would you give to other women? That's a, such a great question. The life advice I would give is, is owning your truth. What do you and, mean by that? Um, I feel like there's a lot of pressure with women to be a certain way to attract a man, mm-hmm. to, to look a certain way or to act a certain way or to even dim their light right. with a man or just dim their light in general. Because, you know, there's a long history of, of suppression of women. Right. And sometimes for women, there's a fear of putting your truth out there and really embracing your true self for right. fear that, A, it may not be attractive to men or or it just may not be man up alone or all of that kind of stuff. And I feel like embracing who you really are, again, that's about following your path as well, but really owning who you really are and ignoring a lot of the naysayers, especially people who may criticize your appearance or may be critical, saying you have to do certain things or be a certain way, right. allow yourself the permission to ignore all that. That's awesome. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I think it, I think, you know, I think women, I think women obviously have it way rougher than guys do. Sorry for guy, any guys who are listening out there, but our lives are pretty easy overall. And, uh, and I, and I see it as the father of two daughters, you know, one who's turning 11 and one who's turning, turning seven. I'm starting to see that now and in kind of their reactions and kind of how they look at the world and see stuff. And yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Like if you could be as a woman, you know, whether a woman or a man being authentically true to yourself and ignoring the noise, I always think of the things of, you know, with criticism or scornful looks or whatever, like that's all noise. You know, if you look at, um, the, you'll appreciate this because you're a computer geek, but if you look at radio signals, there's signal and then there's noise. Signal is an actual message where there's, you know, somebody talking and then there's noise, which is just that, that general interference in the background and people criticizing you or looking down on you, whatever, that's all noise. So I think ignoring the noise is so, so key, especially for women. So I, I'm glad that I'm glad to hear you say that. That's really cool. Um, okay. So two more questions. So what do you wish for the world? I feel like if people could only understand their love, I wish that more people would open their hearts because I feel like that's our way out of a lot of the problems that we have right now. Because when you open your heart, you have compassion for other people. It would be really hard for people to kill other people if they had such a high level of compassion that they could feel the other person. And when you open your heart, you can feel other people. You can feel their pain. You can feel who they are. It would be like hurting yourself. 
So when we open our heart, we can have that level of compassion. Not only are we happier because we're able to do what we love, but the compassion for other people is part of that. Right. And that's what I hope for is more and more people opening their heart. That's cool. That's super cool. All right. Any final thoughts for our listeners? I hope that everyone has is gives yourself permission to be who you are. That's one of my biggest things here is I hope that you can be who you are and live your authentic truth and have a great life. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Where can people find you? There's a, I have a website. It's uh, loveincorporatedthebook.com. And that's all about my book. Okay. And then I have another website for my business with energy healing is uh, quantumtouch.com. And that's a whole site completely devoted to energy healing. Okay, cool. Yeah. So hopefully you can check one of those sites out. Yeah, I'll put them and I'll put that I'll put that on the show notes for everybody, too. So everyone and I will make sure that her uh, Jennifer's info is on there so you can check it out. Beautiful. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. I really, really appreciate it. And um, uh, for our listeners, thank you so much for checking in today. And I will talk to you soon. Thanks for checking out the Make Life Epic podcast. Check us out online at makelifeepic.com. And I hope you have a fantastic day. Look forward to talking to you soon.